Hello, welcome back to the Daily Gloss. I'm Steph, and this is Lynn. And today we're gonna um, talk about us. Um, we have some questions from you guys, and um, that's what we're gonna be here to answer your questions. And then we have questions for each other, so you guys could get to know us a little bit more of our personality and what we're um, our friendship and how we became really good friends. Um, but before that, we have some updates. If you guys don't know, Lynn is pregnant with her first baby. Yeah. Let me find the button. <laughs> oh. Nope. <laughs> nice try. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you guys can see, me and Lynn are new. Okay. So forgive us for these um, mistakes. Um. Yeah, so Lynn's a first-time mother. I am a first-time mom. I had my baby last year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah he's so turning one. I know. Mm-hmm. My son is Miles. He's 21 in September on the 4th. And so that's, wow, close to a year ago. That's yeah. super crazy. And um, our update is that Miles is 21. And he is a wild child full of yeah. energy doesn't sit still and um, loves crawling. So our next step is that we're trying to teach him to walk. Wow. Um, and now let's hear from Lynn on how your update is with your baby bump. Yeah, um, I am 22 weeks this week. Um, and it's been really cool to see my bump grow. Um, baby has been moving a lot more. Yeah. And it literally just brings me joy to mm-hmm. know that, hey, my body is growing a healthy baby. And so it's just been, yeah, really good. Yeah. Do you feel like um, baby is active at night? Oh, yes. More active at night? Yes. Um, but someone told me that like because we're moving during the day, we don't mm. feel movements. Yeah. Um, but because we're laying around um, on the bed mm. at night, we are able to pick up the movements a lot more. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of something I've been thinking about. I think she moves all day, yeah. all the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is not bad. Okay, Miles was literally like that too. Oh, really? And sometimes I got so annoyed. <laughs> it is kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah. Okay, I was so annoyed one time that I literally looked at my stomach and I was like, you better stop moving. And I'm like poking back at him. Because, okay, I, they said you can poke mm-hmm. at your stomach. Have you done that? Uh, I tap. Yeah, mm-hmm. just so that they kind of like can respond to mm-hmm. you and know that you're there. And I'm like, I know you can hear me. You better stop moving. You're like, <laughs> I'm annoyed right now. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. what I did. But they also say, they also say um, if baby is super active at night that they will, once they're um, here, they will stay up or mm-hmm. be more awake at night. Do you think that's true? I don't think that's you true. You don't think so? Okay, I don't okay. think it's true because... <laughs> That I okay, that's me too. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I literally prayed like God, please let him sleep through the night. Mm-hmm. But I, okay, I think it's not true because um, one, Miles was born when daylight saving time was starting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So his night and day was like set right away, mm-hmm. and I think with um, baby being born in the winter, um, it's gonna happen too, mm-hmm. where they're gonna be like, okay. When it's bright out, it's morning. And then when it's dark, it's nighttime. And the reason being is because um, they kind of go based on light and day. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the light. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier when your baby's born in the winter, I would say, compared yeah. to summer, where they would stay up a lot longer. So mm-hmm. I think that's why 
people think that oh if your baby's moving a lot at night then they're gonna stay up or they're being more awake at night mm-hmm. which i don't think that's necessarily mm-hmm. true for every baby um and i pray really hard to god <laughs> i'm like please let him sleep through the night let yeah. him be good and i don't think that baby is gonna be really really active until like they're like miles age, like 10 or 11 yeah. months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everyone said that where they're like, if your baby moved a lot, they're going to be super active right yeah, away. that's what I heard too. Yeah. And I was like, he was not active at all until mm-hmm. like 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think you still have a long way to go. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Cause I, that was my biggest worry too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to have an active baby. I'm never going to be able to sit. I'm yeah. going to be tired. Um, mm-hmm. But your tiredness is only from lack of sleep basically yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but do you feel like um now that your bump is showing you feel pregnant um yeah i think so or like i feel like i it's more validated i uh-huh. guess like um like i think before in your first trimester when you're not really showing mm-hmm. like you're like i'm pregnant but nobody can really see it mm-hmm. so it's like are you you know but i definitely felt pregnant yeah um but i think now that my bump is a lot more visible like, um, I do feel more pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I think I'm in a phase where like, I just love showing my bump too mm-hmm. for myself, not for yeah. people. So I'll wear sure. like, um, tighter clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just think it's like fun. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it makes you feel com- you're comfortable and confident in it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But just like, cause I thought that was for me too. Second mm-hmm. trimester, I was like, oh, I feel pregnant mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. and But sometimes I do forget that I have a bump. Because, you know, it, I, if you're not pregnant, like, you don't really know the feeling of it. But it's mm-hmm. like your stomach doesn't feel different. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. You'll look down and you're like, oh, I have a big, yeah, like, I have a bump. Yeah. yeah. But you don't feel that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And totally, I think that, like, in the first trimester, too, it's like, isn't, is it a bump? Is it my baby? Or yeah. is it like a food baby? Mm-hmm. Or is it just my stomach? You yeah. know, it's harder to tell. Mm-hmm. But in your second try or when you start showing more, it's like, wow, like, mm-hmm. yes, I am pregnant. Like, yep. there is a baby. And mm-hmm. so that is something that I I like. It's like a, a tangible thing of like, mm-hmm. wow, I am pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. How was your um appointment? Um, it was good. Okay. We had our ultrasound or anatomy scan mm-hmm. two weeks ago, and that's when we found out baby's gender. Um, so baby is a girl. Um, her name is Gemma. Um, and um, it was really good. I, I honestly, I was really nervous. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, just fearful of mm-hmm. like having a baby who uh, may not be fully developed or you know healthy. Um, and so my whole prayer from learning I was pregnant to even till this day is just mm-hmm. praying for a healthy baby. Um, and we found out in our anatomy scan, the baby's healthy, mm-hmm. um, growing as she should. And so that's just really reassuring. And then I think it was also really cool to see baby move on, mm-hmm. on the screen because I was she moving a lot. Um, she was, but not like, okay. I don't know. I feel like when people say like, Oh, my baby moves so much. I just imagine like a baby moving a lot. Yeah. But she like she would kick here and there. Mm-hmm. She would like move her little hands, and that was just so cute because before the anatomy scan, I would feel movements like I felt uh, her movements since fourteen weeks. Oh yeah. Um, but I was just like, I don't like. Is that her? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, 
I yeah right you know this am is I your just, first time yeah. this is Lynn's first time mm-hmm. so it's like you don't know what to mm-hmm. expect yeah yeah um and so there's a part of me that's like maybe that's her maybe that's not mm-hmm. you know but I think seeing it live time on the screen was like oh yes that's her moving mm-hmm. and it just reassured me that like moving forward whenever I feel something yeah. like that that is her moving so right mm-hmm. oh that's awesome I feel like when I had my ultrasound with miles i wasn't like i feel like i was very oblivious to Mm. a lot of things where i didn't realize how undeveloped a baby could be Mm. at 20 weeks yeah and like how Mm. many uh medicate like medical things could happen and many health concerns Mm -hmm. could happen i was like oh i didn't even realize that was a huge thing Mm -hmm. and so andrew's like yeah like you were so oblivious like what would you have done if like we had bad news or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I guess that's when I would just learn it, which yeah. is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I probably should do a lot of research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, I didn't mm-hmm. even know. Cause I just thought, cause you know what the norm is that everyone has a healthy baby, mm-hmm. but that's not actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And I, I think, I think the hardest thing about pregnancy is like, you don't know mm-hmm. until you're pregnant Yeah. or you're going through it with your partner. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Oh, I, there's actually concerns or there's mm-hmm. things I should think about, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't blame people for not thinking through those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like me as Enneagram six, you know, <laughs> worst case scenario thinker. Yeah. I think through all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just more natural for me to like process my pregnancy and be like, okay, this could happen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but that, that also puts me in danger. And I think a part of me wished I was like, not a, oblivious but more like carefree yeah in a sense you know yeah and enjoying it not that I haven't enjoyed my pregnancy mm-hmm. but I think there was a part of me that lived in um fear mm-hmm. so yeah yeah for sure and I think a lot of pregnancy you are in fear of the unknown mm-hmm. most of that time of like mm-hmm. what am I gonna be like what is baby gonna be like mm-hmm. and I think a lot of fear is that um how was Joe um, did it shock him um no, I think I think he I think it made it even more real for him in the mm-hmm. sense that like I'm the one carrying the baby, I'm the one growing yeah. um our daughter and so and feeling. Yeah. yeah. And so he hasn't been able to experience it. Um but this anatomy scan, him seeing it on the screen mm-hmm. really gave him a glimpse of like, hey, this is our child, you oh, know. Yeah. And it, it, it made, I in my opinion, because I haven't, I guess I didn't really share it or ask him how it made mm-hmm. him feel. But I think in my opinion, it made him feel more included. Okay, yeah. Like, oh, wow, here's here's my baby. You know, mm-hmm. I get to see my baby. Um, I know that we both really, like, just loved um, watching our ultrasound. And it was mm-hmm. just, like, a really sweet experience. Yeah. Um, but that would be what I think mm-hmm. he felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I... The crazy thing is ultrasound has developed so mm. much, mm-hmm. like so much. Like yeah. you can literally see everything. Um, And one thing is, I remember Lynn told me that she wanted to do 3D scans. Oh, yeah. Did you, are you still doing that? No, I'm not because, okay. because of what you said. Okay, um, the radiation. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want to put um, gem in any kind of mm. unnecessary risk. Yeah. Um, And so for me, it's like, 
That was me too. I'll, I'll just wait, you know. Mm. And like a lot of people actually told me that they did it mm-hmm. and they loved it, you know, and their kids are healthy and mm-hmm. like there's nothing I have against them. But oh, yeah. I think just, as a person, yeah. your personal preference. Yeah, uh-huh. that was me mm-hmm. too because Andrew was like, did you want to do that? And I said, well, one, it comes out of your own pocket. So mm-hmm. not really. Yeah. And I was like, two, I think that like the ultrasound kind of gives a good depiction of what baby looks like. And um, mm-hmm. I think the other thing is like, you just, I don't know, I wanted to like be surprised. Like, I don't want to like try to figure out how baby looked like. I wanted to be like, okay, when baby's born, then like, that's when I meet you. That's when I know how you look like. Um, I didn't want mm-hmm. to that's be very cute. Yeah. yeah like, I didn't mm-hmm. want to like go into it thinking like, oh my gosh, like you were supposed to look like this 3D scan, mm-hmm. but you don't, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I'm like, I could get into that very comparison mode Mm. um and so i'm like no i just wanted to be surprised and plus i was scared of the radiation yeah and andrew was like what like i didn't know that was a thing i'm like i didn't know either until i googled it like Mm -hmm. the side effects of i mean the cons of having a 3d ultrasound Mm -hmm. um is radiation and i told andrew i'm like no you got bad hairlines i don't want (laughs) i don't want mine to be Mm -hmm. bald Mm -hmm. because i'm like you don't know what radiation does yeah so i'm Mm -hmm. like no thank you and i'm like these are just me and Lynn's opinion. This is not like us yeah. saying that it's bad. Okay, For you guys. Sure. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is just like our concerns and why we said no. Um, yeah. But if you did it and if you want to do it, go for it. You know, mm-hmm. it is up to you. It's your opinion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, do what you want, what you feel um, good about. We're not saying like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything else? Any update? Um. No, I think that's really it. Mm-hmm. For my bump date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And then now uh, we're just going to go into um, segments for you guys to know about. So me and Lynn have some questions for each other that we're going to answer. Um, it's going to be like fun and deep questions. And then mm-hmm. after that, we will answer questions that you guys submitted. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, my first question is, what is your biggest fear? Oh, my biggest fear Okay, this question, I feel like a lot of people always say, oh, you know, like losing my loved ones. And Mm -hmm. it was so weird because I'm always like, hmm, like I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And I think like this past year, um, I grieved a lot with family members Mm -hmm. that I realized what they truly mean Mm -hmm. and what that meant. And I was like, wow, that is a huge fear because me and... um, Rose, who's my sister, we talked about how grieving is forever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I understand that question of like why people say losing, like they fear losing their loved ones. And I would say mm-hmm. like that is mine right now. Like mm-hmm. my biggest fear is like losing loved ones like way too early and have, knowing that I have to grieve for a long time mm-hmm. about them and not in a bad way because I think that like I will move forward from the mm-hmm. from all of this all of these loss but I at the same time I'm like oh like I know grieving is forever like yeah. grieving is so much worse than a heartbreak yeah. and so I think that's like my biggest fear right now yeah wow. yeah mm-hmm. okay my question for Lynn is um what's your top three comfort show comfort shows oh. I love TV shows. Um, I live for these. Um, I think um, one 
the very first one yeah. would be Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. I love anime. <laughs> and if you asked me like five years ago if I would ever watch anime, I would say no. Mm-hmm. You guys, like Joe, my husband, he like changed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was Naruto the first one? Yes, okay. it was actually. He like... He tried so hard to convince me for mm-hmm. many years, and I said no. Like I don't watch. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I I don't want to have any haters, but to me, it was just like very like anime to me at that five, time. Lynn yes. five years ago. Okay, this is a Lynn five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Lynn five years ago was like, dude, anime is cartoons. Like, why do I want to watch cartoons? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just gave in. Because he kept persisting, mm-hmm. and I watched it, and like it was the best thing ever. Yeah, and so I actually watch it like every two years, like mm-hmm. the whole thing. Not like the the Naruto where he's like young, mm-hmm. like I watched the one where he's like more older, so Shippuden. But um, yeah, that is my number one comfort uh, show. It just has like such good character development, and. Moments where I could just cry yeah. because it's just so good. Storyline's really good too. Mm-hmm. The way they wrote it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just love Naruto. Um, I would say the other uh, show, second show, I would say is called The Originals. Um, it is um, a spinoff of The Vampire Diaries. Okay. Um, but it's so much better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's The Vampire's Diaries. And then the spinoff, the originals, and then after the originals is the legacies. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of those three series or whatever, the originals is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched all three of them, so I can say okay. that. <laughs> um, and so it's about vampires, if you don't know, um, obviously. Uh, and I really love like vampires and mm-hmm. romance and kind of drama, but not really drama. Mm-hmm. Um so I love the originals and I actually am planning to rewatch it because I it's been a while since I've seen mm-hmm. it. So I'm like, hey, maybe I should watch it. So that one. And then um, the third show um, um, is a toss up probably between New Girl and The Good Place. Okay. So they're both very similar in the sense that they're like um, funny Okay, yeah. Or, 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 so actually, this is a toss-up between three, okay? Yeah. So I said The New Girl, Good Place, and Shit's Creek. Oh my gosh. These three shows are, like, just so funny. Mm-hmm. And they make me laugh, like, every episode. What's The Good Place? The Good Place is about um this girl who goes to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, she dies and she goes to heaven. And then she starts living, and it's called The Good Place. Heaven mm-hmm. is called The Good Place. Okay. Um, And... Yeah, she's just, like, she was, like, one of the most terrible people ever, like, to live or, like, oh, you know. Like in yeah. On Earth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so she was, like, what am I doing on The Good Place? But she was just, like, whatever, I'm going to mess around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she does. And then, like, you start to find out more about The Good Place. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you should, you and Andrew should watch it because okay. we, like, we loved it. Wait, what's it on? Um, The Hulu, but I think you can also see it on netflix okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah. I'm, that okay anything that's similar to new girl i feel like mm-hmm. i would like it yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay. i i really like those three mm-hmm. and i put them in the same like 
category pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the category is, but... I think it's sitcom. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. those would be my answer. Your top three. Yeah. yeah. Or top whatever that was, five. <laughs> <laughs> top five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel... Okay, do you have Naruto playing the background? Um, when I watch. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're like, oh, I just need a comfort show and I want to like make food, like you just leave it running. Um, no, I, I don't. So in regards to like that kind of comfort, Mm -hmm. I don't really, I like to watch when I'm watching. So Mm -hmm. I don't play stuff unless I'm intentionally listening, listening. Okay. So I guess I don't really find comfort in that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't. But really more like you like to actually watch the show. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like every day during my lunch break, I will watch Naruto <laughs> until I finish it. You know. Yeah. So it's it's already. Uh, my my commitment is there. <laughs> yeah, your commitment is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I do not have that same commitment. I'm like, I watch the show, the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then I will go back and watch like all the seasons I like. Mm-hmm. Well, I watch it like front to back seasons, but then. If I need like a comfort, I'm like, okay, I love this season. I'm gonna play it while I'm cooking or doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I like watch shows. Yeah, because I know exactly the lines and mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. But Andrew hates it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. Um, yeah, I feel like you're really good with like lines and like specific parts that you mm-hmm. like. Yeah, for me, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I do have them, but mm-hmm. I think. For me, it's more like an overall thing. Where yeah. Like, overall, I love, love this show. Yeah. So I want to watch all of it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't do that with K-dramas. <laughs> or, like, Asian dramas. I'm like, I only like one episode out of, like, this 36. So that's why I feel like I find a lot of comfort in, like, American shows. Like, mm-hmm. sitcoms. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I actually like the whole line. I like the characters. I like the development. Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of people are like, oh, there's not a lot of good American shows. But I think that... You have to kind of watch past the first few episodes yeah, of American sure. shows because it's very slow start. Mm-hmm. And then once it picks up, once the character develops, then you get very attached to mm-hmm. them. And I think that's what people don't really realize mm-hmm. about American shows. That's why I like a lot of sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Um, my question for you is um, which Disney princess would you be and why? Mm, okay this is a hard one i could think about i'm like <laughs> running all the disney princess in my head i like to think about is oh tangled because i just love mm. rapunzel mm-hmm. i'm like i just love rapunzel i think it's also at that time in my life where um i kind of got back into disney mm-hmm. like as a um as like a teenager mm-hmm. i think yeah and i always I just love the story in life of Rapunzel, even though everyone always says, oh, he, she fell in love with um, a thief. Yeah. But I'm just like, no, she changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think I just like Rapunzel the most. And I think I love the songs in there because oh, I yes. relate to it a lot growing mm-hmm. up in a sense of feeling like my mom, she very, she sheltered. I think I relate to Rapunzel a lot because, um, my mom is very much kind of like has us in that mindset of like we're very Mm -hmm. sheltered and um not in a bad way I think she's more like protecting us from a lot of things that she felt like could harm us Mm -hmm. um and then the other thing is like we cleaned 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. I just remember it was um, um, this guy who would take you along to read books. I don't know much beyond. I don't remember much, much beyond, beyond that. that. Yeah. Okay. It's so weird because I feel like I never even heard of that show. Oh, my gosh. Actually, Joe doesn't remember it either. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. But I loved it. You loved it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that's a lot, though. We're, we're like, oh, we don't sing this, but we'll sing it at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would probably be my answer. Good. No, that's good. Yeah. yeah. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all that to say, I don't think there's a song that I'm I pretend not to like because I'm embarrassed about mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah. yeah, Lynn's very like either a hundred or zero. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yes, yeah. that is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, my next question for you, Stephanie, is what is your favorite fast food chain? Oh my gosh, <laughs> what's my favorite fast food chain? Okay. I'm trying to think. If I had to choose, so I think even Andrew would be like, this girl don't, like, <laughs> she don't pick nothing. <laughs> I'm a very, like, I don't prefer fast food because, like, in the moment, I'll be like, okay, yeah, let's get it, you know, because it's, like, convenient. And then once I eat it, I've, I don't know, I have this very, I have a really bad reaction to a lot of fast food where I feel mm. gross and I can't eat for like the rest of the day. Yeah. And so I, but if I think if I had to choose, it would probably be Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because I feel like they have good salad mm-hmm. and then they have that um, grilled chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I think the grilled chicken sandwich doesn't make you feel as heavy mm-hmm. as like a beef burger. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But that's what I would say. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. You can sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I we eat your salads and your sandwiches all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I also feel like their fries is what I like. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've never liked any other fries until I ate Chick-fil-A fries mm-hmm. and it kind of changed. Have you had Chick-fil-A sauce? Yeah, I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andrew likes that one a lot. Yeah. I do like their buffalo sauce. They have really good sauces, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like their buffalo sauce because it's not compared to, okay, Obviously, this might be a bad comparison, but like compared to McDonald's, I'm like, <laughs> I prefer Chick Fil A's buffalo sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But that would be my go-to fast food chain. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. So my next question for you is, um, do you enjoy being alone, and how do you spend your time being alone? Yeah. So, I think this is. Uh, yes and no question Mm -hmm. I enjoy so I'm an introvert um I know people don't like it when you put yourself in a box blah 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 but I I think these are just uh keywords that help you identify who you are Mm -hmm. uh, what your personality is like so that you can best uh figure out um what kind of choices you should make Mm -hmm. to keep yourself healthy you know and I think it's also good for people to learn how you communicate yeah or how to communicate to you for sure Mm -hmm. yeah so all that to say being an introvert I like to be by myself Mm -hmm. um but I love to be with Joe Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if I could be with him all the time every single day Mm -hmm. every second of the day I would Mm -hmm. um and I think that sounds kind of like 
contradicting like oh you like to be by yourself but you could be with joe all day every day um and i think there's like the level of comfort i have with Mm -hmm. him almost feels like i am with myself yeah you know um but i will also say that it's very important to be by yourself and Mm -hmm. to learn what solitude looks like when it's just you um i want to say that Ever since being pregnant, my level of wanting to be with Joe is even higher now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm even more clingy. I'm mm-hmm. even more needy. Like, I want to be with him all the time. Like, 100 out of the 24 hours of the day, mm-hmm. like, I want to be with yeah. him. Um, so, I feel like my hormones kind of play a part in this, where I'm a lot more needy. Mm-hmm. And where, I guess, technically, I can't handle being alone Mm -hmm. because I want to be with him. Um, But prior to being pregnant, I feel like I was, I was good at being alone. Um, So yeah. When you're alone, what did you like mostly do? Um, Honestly, I just like to lounge. Mm -hmm. So I'll like lay on the couch, um, watch all of my comfort shows. Mm -hmm. So like, I spent a lot of time like laying on the couch and watching Netflix or um, trying to read. I pretend like I like to read. <laughs> uh, reading's great, but I think trying to get into the reading mode is really mm-hmm. hard. Um, I think one thing I challenge myself with is like going out to eat by myself. Oh yeah, I think that's like, uh, like if you have peace with yourself yeah. and solitude, you mm. are one hundred percent confident in doing that. Yeah. And sometimes I just can't, you know? Yeah. So I think that's, like, one thing I really want to challenge myself with. Um, it's just, like, having that peace of, like, I am fine alone, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know, like, th- the answer, my answer to that question is, like, yes. Mm-hmm. I like to spend time alone, but also no, I don't. Right. Um, and then the way I spend it is, like, if it's really alone, it's in front, in front of a TV, so, yeah, am I really alone? <laughs> you know, right? Um, but yeah, and I think like to get to the level of eating out by yourself, you do have to do these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like being able to stay home by yourself, be mm-hmm. able to drive yourself, go to the grocery store by yourself, mm-hmm. to get to the level of like, oh, I could be, I'm comfortable to go eat out by myself, to go have coffee by myself, mm-hmm. like in an actual coffee shop, mm-hmm. and like. Not just work, but actually, like, it, do, like, spend time with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like most time people are like, well, I got to a coffee shop by myself. I'm like, yeah, but you're probably working. Mm-hmm. Or you probably have things to do. You're not, mm-hmm. like, actually going there and being like, I'm going to sit here and intentionally read. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and intentionally enjoy myself. And, mm-hmm. um, But most of the time people go because they have work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So that's, like, a little bit different, I feel like, because you're distracted by work. Um, so I think getting to that comfort of like, I can go eat out by myself without nobody and enjoy my own company. Yeah. Like it's something you build upon. So yeah. like, no, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope you guys are listening. Make, understand that <laughs> we're working on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Um, but it's very important to, I think even extroverts, people who love to be around people yeah. need to learn what it's like to be by themselves mm-hmm. and how to be confident in that mm-hmm. um because if we're not 
secure in who we are, then that means we're all over the place, you know? Right, yep. So, so we confine ourselves in other people's personality mm-hmm. and then we confine ourselves in other people's um, hobbies mm-hmm. and dreams. And mm-hmm. I think that's like why it's so important to have solitude and be yeah. alone because mm-hmm. um, you really reevaluate yourself and you really think about yourself. Like, yeah. do I care? And mm-hmm. like, do I like value these things and who am I? Yeah. Yeah. For so, sure. That is our long answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. Lynn's long answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Stephanie, um, do you or would you consider yourself a glass half full or glass half empty kind of person? Oh my gosh. Mm, okay, I honestly, I think in the perspective of life, I am a glass half empty mm-hmm. because I view life that way. And I think that's why I'm so, there's a question that we have in here that kind of talks about this or that ask about this, about um, ambitions and goals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I have ambitions and goals because I don't see life as um, like a, the cup is half full. Mm-hmm. I see life as like, oh, the cup is half empty and mm-hmm. I need to fill it. I need mm-hmm. to um, like, do the things that I want to do because I don't feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I think like that could be a good and bad thing. I think Mm -hmm. you should have to find a healthy balance. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I think I'm a half glass empty person, which is pretty hard to balance. I feel like, Mm -hmm. because you can really go unhealthy with Mm -hmm. that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And I really like your perspective because I think, I think I'm the opposite. I'm a glass mm-hmm. half full full person. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what I really admire about you is you have goals and ambitions. And I think my perspective of my general perspective of glass half empty people mm-hmm. are just kind of like, oh, life sucks and yeah. I'm not going to do anything about it. It's mm-hmm. not worth doing anything about. Whereas you're like, this is who I am, but. I know that there's more mm-hmm. and I know there's that there's things I want for myself. Right. So I'm going to strive yeah. for that. And I think that gives such a different spin to the whole glass half whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what you are. Right. If you like because people could be glass half em- uh, half full and like just be like, oh, my life is great. You yeah. Know, I'm not going to do anything. And mm-hmm. then they just become stagnant. Yeah. You know, they don't do anything and they're that's just their life. You know, right. they never reach for the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's dangerous to be one or the other and never do anything about right. it. Right. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the both of us we're we're opposites, mm-hmm. but we both see that the value of, hey, there's more mm-hmm. and we can do better. Let's let's yeah. shoot for the stars, you know. Right. And kind of like what you were saying too, it's like the glass half full, um, and like I was saying earlier, like to be in a healthy spot of mm-hmm. seeing that like, okay, okay, I feel like I'm, I want to strive for this. I feel like my life needs this and I want to make myself overflow. But the unhealthy perspective of it is being very ungrateful for what you have. And I think that that's where you play a better part of it because like, you seeing the glass half full is more like, okay, I'm very grateful for what I have. I'm very thankful for what I have. And I, I'm going to be present in what I have. And I'm not going to 
um, complain about what I have. And I think like the unhealthy aspect of like being a half glass empty person is seeing, can be in that person where you're like, I don't have anything. Nothing's like, no one cares for me or I'm not where I want to be. And I think like that's the other part of it too, where you're like, oh my gosh, like this is not, like it's not enough. So that's the unhealthy aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good question. Okay. Next question is, um, how would you title this chapter of your life and why? Yes. Okay. Um, so obviously I'm pregnant. Um, and if you don't know, Joe and I have been trying for two and a half years to be pregnant. Um, and so I think this whole journey of being pregnant is an, is a new chapter, you know, in our lives. So I probably call it like, like something like God's faithfulness, Mm -hmm. um, in the midst of like doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think that really captures what we've gone through in mm-hmm. our pregnancy journey or infertility journey. Um, you know, that like like God is faithful no matter what mm-hmm. and um we can doubt him, but like he remains sovereign and he mm-hmm. remains true and good. Um and so yeah, that would be the chapter of our journey right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like this. So what Lynn is talking about, I've we're gonna do a whole episode mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. You know, so if you're curious, stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, I feel like that's it's a very testament to the Lord's mm-hmm. like faithfulness and goodness at um. There's a lot of conversation that me and Lynn have where it's like, it's hard, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. And, um, but seeing this coming to fruition and seeing that the Lord was at work, yeah. um, really changed, you know, your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And deepened your relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We're getting close to time. So we're going to, um, answer some of your questions so you guys can have it. Um, because I know you guys sent a lot of things. And <laughs> yes. we want to get to it so that you guys don't feel like we ignored you guys. <laughs> All right. So um, the first question someone wrote to me is, what drives you, Stephanie? And you're always determined and you always have goals. Kind of like I re- um, have said, answer to Lynn is, you know, as someone who always strive for more is because I, if I'm in a healthy state, I see that like, oh my gosh, I want so much abundance in my life. Yeah. that I want to strive for these dreams. And again, it's wired in me mm-hmm. to be this kind of person. Yeah. I've always been this kind of person like at a very young age where I knew what I want to do in life. And if I can't get that, I'm going to switch it up mm-hmm. and then pursue something else that I know that I'm going to be very passionate about. Um, and that has always been, I don't know. I don't, I think I'm also like that because my mom was super shelter. Mm. Like she sheltered us so much that I was, like, there's so much to the world, and I need to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, in an unhealthy version of me, it would be I'm determined because I feel like um, I don't have enough, mm-hmm. and I'm not thankful for what I have, which is very unhealthy to have. Mm-hmm. It's a very unhealthy mindset. 
And so I think like what really drives me is to see and vision the life I want and figure out how to get there, even if it takes 10 years. Like right now, I think graduating, I mean, going to college and pursuing communication and then like now heading to my 30s and actually stepping into that degree yeah. and stepping into that field, making me realize that, hey, everything I went through was for this moment and it all really makes sense. Like, yeah. Everything I'm working at this job, I've already have gained experience from really random jobs during my 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what drives me is seeing the future I want and knowing that that abundance is promised. And yeah. I don't have to um, feel like there's no way to get there because there's mm-hmm. always a way. Like mm-hmm. it's never out of reach. Mm-hmm. I think it's only out of reach when you decide to give up on yeah, that. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, our next question is for Lynn. It says, Lynn, you're so sweet. Sweetest person I know. How do you stay so sweet? Oh my gosh. This question is so funny to me. Honestly, I don't think I'm sweet. <laughs> but I think, I think you, you know, we're just harder on ourselves mm-hmm. than you know. So, um, but I would, I would like to say that um, my goal And my desire for everyone I talk to and everyone that I'm friends with is to just be like human and kind, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So I always try to walk in the room with no judgment, um, you know, with the intention of supporting you in whatever that looks like. Um, Obviously, if I feel like something's not right, then I will say something, but it won't be like in a condescending, you know, Mm -hmm. shameful way. Um, And I think... For me, it's just like I always go in with the mindset of how do I want to be treated, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's how I would that's how I should treat others, you know. And so I think maybe that's why I'm sweet. I don't know. Um, I have to say, though, there's like layers to me Mm -hmm. um, and things I'm learning and unlearning. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are, I think, more touchy subjects that I am a little bit more um tense about mm-hmm. um yeah and so I'm learning about those and just to be like transparent um to give you a glimpse I would say like um one thing that was really hard for me and I had to learn was like um what does it look like to give to people yeah um whether that's time whether that's financially mm-hmm. whether that's um you know just whatever they need um, I think was really hard for me because I honestly am selfish with my time and my money and like my resources, you know, right. this is mine. I worked hard for it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think like Joe would tell you, I'm probably a pretty like, um, what's the word? Not stingy. Is it stingy or like, a like, I'm I'm very stingy with my money mm-hmm. and my time. Yeah. And so I, he he would say we that. We sit here like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because we're both spending time with each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think it's just more like your mindset is mm-hmm. very like, um, I worked hard for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's everyone's mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it makes sense. You mm-hmm. know, like we do work hard for our money, for our time. You know, yeah. it is valuable. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've really learned and have been challenged through my marriage, through like family, through friends, you know, that like, um, we should give abundantly and gracefully. Mm. And that's still something that's hard for me to do, but, 
but I'm learning. Mm. And I think like that is just a glimpse of, you know, that we're changing people all the time and, and we should allow ourselves to grow, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, no, that's good. I think like sweet as in like, well, when I read this, I was like, oh, sweet <laughs> as in like genuine, you oh, know, like oh, yeah, yeah. genuine, just more authentic mm-hmm. and loving in yeah. which you did answer all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next question is, um, what is motherhood teaching you both? Mm. That's a very deep question. Yeah. I think because, okay, me and Lynn are in different um, steps right now of yeah. motherhood where Lynn's entering into motherhood mm-hmm. and I have just gained my first year yeah. of motherhood. And I mm-hmm. think like for me, after this first year, um, I feel like I've seen the strength that I really have is yeah. if I'm so cool. strong about like I'm emotionally strong I can really handle my emotions Mm -hmm. um I can if I want to cry I will cry now Mm -hmm. which has not something I've done before if you ask Mm -hmm. Andrew he'd be like I've never seen Stephanie cry (laughs) yes yeah and Mm -hmm. and like I remember like um our friends Penghua and Nuchi would be like I wish I could be like you like I don't cry Mm -hmm. and I realized like oh the strength that I do have of containing my emotions is um like, it's a valuable thing. Mm-hmm. It's not something I should see as weakness. It's something I should be proud of. And, like, if I feel, like, emotional, then I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to cry about this because, mm-hmm. like, it's very painful or I didn't like what they said or I'm frustrated. Compared to before, I feel like I have always just kind of, like, been terrible at communicating. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like in motherhood, I will literally communicate to Andrew, like, I need you to do this or like, Mm -hmm. this is how I'm feeling. And like, this is what I need resolved. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if I'm like, for example, if the house is messy, I would tell him like, I need this cleaned because it clutters my mind. Mm -hmm. It doesn't visually clutter you, but it like mentally clutters Mm -hmm. me for some odd reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think like learning how to communicate, that's like the biggest thing I learned in motherhood is like, communication is so necessary and the way I communicate with um Andrew is gonna like affect the way I communicate with Miles Mm -hmm. so that's like the biggest thing I feel like I've learned this whole year yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's cool so good yeah um as Stephanie shared I'm stepping into motherhood Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's a little bit different for me um in the sense that what is what is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. um that I'm learning um but I think what I would say is what I've, what I have learned as I've journeyed on this pregnancy um, journey is that, you know, um, parenting is very specific. Yeah. um, And um, it's very unique. And I think as I'm learning what that looks like for me and what that will look like, I think it's made me more aware of like, Oh, I should check in more with the moms that I know, you Mm. know? And I think before being pregnant, I was very oblivious to this, you know? Like, obviously, I had you Mm. um, and, like, my sister, Pachia, she recently became a mom, too, um, who would, like, share stuff with me, which I really appreciate. But even even as you guys were sharing things with me, I never really, like, fully understood Mm -hmm. what you were going through or the kind of help that you needed, And since being pregnant now, I'm like, wow, I totally like am seeing this. And I honestly like 
I want to, I think I regret not being intentional with moms around me. Cause I'm just like, wow. Like, um, like I think of baby showers, you know, right. um, I would get invited to baby showers and I would just buy whatever, mm-hmm. whatever was on their list or whatever I felt like was cute or, you know, any diaper brand kind of thing. Right. And then now that like I'm building my own registry uh, and asking all of these people questions, I'm like, wow, like you like that brand? Mm-hmm. I'd never even thought about that. Right. Or, or wow, like you really want that thing because you put your research in it, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I think like that has just been teaching me yeah. that like, yeah, m- motherhood and parenting is very specific and unique to each individual and um we um should be intentional with our parent friends you know and just see like how can we support you because it it will look different for Mm -hmm. everyone yeah and i think i echoing lynn too is like i i feel like i was very oblivious too like when i stepped into motherhood i'm like oh my gosh like i was i'm a terrible person (laughs) like my sisters like I have two sisters that have kids and obviously my oldest sister, she had a kid when I was in high school. So it was more like we babysat a lot mm-hmm. and you're in high school. Obviously I feel like you're so immature. You don't have that mindset of like what motherhood is. Yeah. And then, um, my other sister who gave birth like three years ago, um, I think like just realizing that there's so much help needed mm-hmm. and I, I didn't step in yeah. because it was a, it didn't seem like they needed help, but in yeah. reality, they did need help. Mm-hmm. It was, and I don't think it's, I nec- I personally don't think it's the mom and dad's job to seek help mm-hmm. and to ask you for help. I think mm-hmm. as someone who loves the parent, you should offer them the help. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they say no, they say no. If they say yes, they say yes. And I think a lot of people are like, are always saying like, don't be afraid to ask for help or, you know, like, if you need anything, let me know. And I think like at that time, me and Andrew's like, oh, yes, definitely. But we didn't know we needed help yeah. because we're first time parents. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that like, oh, we needed someone to come watch him so we could take a nap. We just thought like, OK, we'll take turn napping. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take turn doing things. And now that we look, well, now that we both look back at it, we're like, wow, we needed help and we didn't realize that and then we also were like our family needed help when they were going through this whole process and we didn't realize Mm -hmm. that we put other priorities in front of them and so I feel like what you said too it's like you're so oblivious to it Mm -hmm. until you're in it and I think that's okay like if you're not a mom no one expects you to understand that for sure because you're not a mom and um you're not all of these things should not be expected of you mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, did you want to read the yeah. yeah. Um. So the next question that we got was, um, people change. How do you both stay constant with each other through changes? Do you think you have changed? Um, so that's two questions, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll answer this first. Um mm-hmm. Yes, people do change. And I think change means that there's growth. Mm. You know, you can't, you can't, if you stay the same, then obviously you're not growing, you know. So I think change is important. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have that mindset over your life and over your friends and your family's life, Mm -hmm. then you are able to um, 
have a better outlook of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yes, I have 100% changed mm -hmm. because I want to be growing, you know? Right. Um, and, um, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe Stephanie has changed too because she's growing, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I think I had to learn this, um, especially as Stephanie, um, became pregnant and then had miles. Um, I think our friendship changed were in the sense that like, we didn't talk as much, mm -hmm. like we didn't talk a a lot anyway right, right. <laughs> we talk a lot when we such yeah <laughs> but we don't talk yeah. a lot through mm -hmm. the phone yeah. yeah 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 and so like so i guess like because i used to work with andrew and so and stephanie like lived near, mm -hmm. nearby and so we would like talk to each other like almost all the time mm -hmm. you know and then we moved and we, and that kind of like lessened the amount mm -hmm. that we would talk um, and then Stephanie got pregnant and uh, had miles and we talked even less. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there was a part of me in this season where I was like, oh, I wonder if like we're still best friends, mm -hmm. you know, or maybe like she, I don't know, like is right. too busy now, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and I think that is the part of me that's selfish and the part of me that's afraid of change, mm -hmm. you know. But then if you put the lens on of change is good, she's growing um, and she's just becoming more healthy, you know, mm -hmm. I think you realize that like um, the the amount of conversations we're having doesn't affect our relationship. Right. And I had to take a step back and learn that like she's actually growing in her um, in in her motherhood, mm -hmm. in her parenting and she needed time to like figure that out and um to figure that out like that means that we don't talk as much um and um that that to me just made me realize that like i value her uh, her and her as a mom mm -hmm. and you know just like her life and her life now as being a mom you know and i um I think with that perspective, I was able to change my own perspective of like, oh, like my my fear of like, oh, maybe we're not close mm -hmm. friends anymore, you know? Right. Um, and that was able to help me understand that, no, like to be a close friend, I need to support her in, mm -hmm. in her season of growing, in her season right. of what does motherhood look like? What, what does parenting look like? Um, and so... That that's what I would say is like that is the most recent um, change I've seen in you mm -hmm. um, and in in our relationship too. like where we don't talk as much, but like it's still exactly the same as it was. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 And I like kind of what just Lynn was saying. It's so crazy because I think everybody asked me this question with Andrew, like, mm -hmm. oh, how have you changed as a parent? How has Andrew changed? And I feel like change, the word change is like either a hundred or zero. Yeah. And I, I don't know if like me and Lynn has changed in that sense where she was like, I think we grow. Like yeah. we're more like gradual growers. Like yeah, everything sure. is more growth for us. I don't think it's as much of a hundred percent of change. I, I would say change is more as in like if Lynn totally is like, okay, I'm totally not myself anymore. I'm going to go this route. Yeah. And I think that that's more of a huge change. Mm -hmm. I think that's when 
I think that's why people feel like, oh, this person has changed. It's because they went from like a zero to a hundred change mm-hmm. in a, like, I guess like in a in the perspective of because we both are believers. I guess in a perspective of this is considered change. Is if I went from believing in God and then I automatically say, okay, I don't believe in God anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's change. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's like the definition of change. Um, so to kind of dissect into this question is Lynn and I we we've changed as in like a growth we have gradual growth Mm, in our life and yeah we have we're both um different places Mm -hmm. but at the same place at the same time yeah like it's very weird because it's like we're I truly believe the Lord orchestrated this you know because I feel like every time something happened in my life Lynn's like right behind it or if something happened in Lynn's life I'm like right behind Mm -hmm. it. There's a lot of moments when like we both are going through the same wavelength of like Mm -hmm. when Lynn quit her job and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm working this random job. Mm -hmm. And then I quit my job and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I thought I was going to get the dream job of my life. I didn't get accepted and we're both Mm -hmm. jobless. Like what Mm -hmm. the heck? What are we going to do? How's the Lord going to intervene in this situation? And then, um, Lynn is in a was in a place of like I want to have a family, and I was in the opposite where I'm mm-hmm. like I don't want to have a family. Yeah, you know, and it's like we're both in the same place mm-hmm. at the same time, but on different steps. Yeah, like that's how like it's always been in our friendship, and even mm-hmm. like going into motherhood of mm-hmm. like I have I stepped into motherhood, and now Lynn's stepping into motherhood, mm-hmm. and it's like if I'm pulling Lynn there's gonna be a time when Lynn's gonna be pulling me yeah. and I think that's like our friendship mm-hmm. and that's why it's been constant all mm-hmm. the time because even if people see like us in different spots for mm-hmm. us we're like well we're still in the same area we're just mm-hmm. on different steps yeah for like, sure and I think that's like how I viewed our friendship mm-hmm. of like it doesn't matter like we're still like literally holding each other up yeah on the situation mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where we both were in those situations where mm-hmm. we're like how the heck did we end up here yeah <laughs> yeah for sure uh-huh. um yeah so i think like most of the change isn't like drastic and i would say it's more of like growth like gradual growth as we're becoming adults mm-hmm. um to answer that question yeah in a long way <laughs> that was really good that was really good yeah yeah okay um the next question we have is how has it been like in your friendship before marriage and after marriage before marriage i feel like because we were so young in mm-hmm. high school but we would, we didn't go to the same school we didn't no. go to the same church we went to the same youth camp mm-hmm. and then like a bunch of like church events together mm-hmm. um but most of our friendship was right in college when i became single mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at that time you started dating Joe. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. Keyword. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Keyword. <laughs> and so like, see, again. Okay. So, like, that's what we're saying. Lynn went into a relationship. <laughs> I was out of a relationship, oh you know? Uh-huh. And so like, that's what I mean by like, our friendship has very been very constant through that. And mm-hmm. that's why we're um, kind of like, haven't ever drifted. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, we're in the same place, different steps. And so, um, I feel like before marriage, we did a lot of stuff together. Me, you, and Rose. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we would go to coffee shop. We would talk about classes, go mm-hmm. to chapel. And then outside of that, we would go to the mall. Or yeah. and most of the time, you you had a job too. So mm-hmm. I feel like we really had a friend, 
like our girl time before mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I I I would say that too. That like we spend a lot of time in college together, living not the single life because I was dating obviously, mm-hmm. but like Joe was also in college, so mm-hmm. like obviously I didn't have time to spend with him because he didn't have time to spend with me. Right. So I spent a lot of my time with you and Rose, and I think that really built our friendship, mm-hmm. um, where we got to know each other a lot more. Um, and I don't know, I feel like in college, like you kind of know that your friends are want to want to eventually find someone mm-hmm. too, especially like Christian colleges, because, you know, they think ring by spring kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I think that was always in the, in the back of my mind of like, oh, mm-hmm. like my friends, obviously, like, I don't want them to be single. Right. You know? So I think... Yeah, we spent a lot of time together and then I think when you finally when you found Andrew and got married like I don't really think anything changed. Yeah. Like I don't think so. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, like I'm a wife now and I'm yeah. doing chores, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just like I think the 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 crazy thing for me was like, oh my gosh, Andrew's living with a guy, you know, like yeah. because we just never like this is the first right. You're probably like one of the first like closest friends to me mm-hmm. at the time who like went off not went off and got married but got, got married, married you know yeah and so it's like oh Stephanie right. is you know her, right her roommate now is a guy you know yeah and like that's really immature but you know like, I think like it's hard when you're adulting mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine that at a young age mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah and like I think as Stephanie has shared with her like back growing up background of you know being sheltered I think a lot of people were sheltered, mm-hmm. you know, and I was too, where it's like, we don't really know life outside of home. Mm-hmm. And then we go to college and then like people start dating and, um, not, uh, yeah. And then like, Oh, like our friends are getting married yeah. and now they're experiencing the world. And so I think it was just like a cool, um, experience that yeah. we got to see with Stephanie is like, oh, you're the first friend who's, like, getting married and, like, mm-hmm. living on your own. And it was really cool. And I feel like Stephanie and Andrew, like, hung around with everyone know, still. Yeah. You know, like... It. Well, because the thing is, Andrew was friends with everyone, too. Yeah. So it's not like Andrew was, like, this stranger that I yeah, met. It was, sure. like, we all had mutual friends, mm-hmm. and that's why we started dating. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, our friends are married now. Yeah. And then we're all still hanging out in the same group. Mm-hmm. And I think, like... I don't know. It was really di- it wasn't different, but um, the thing is, like, I feel like what you did really well was like you didn't put Joel in front of your college experience. Mm-hmm. You know how yeah. like if you if you're with a guy, you're kind of like attached to oh, me. Yeah. Like, I want to spend time with you. I want to mm-hmm. be on the phone with you. I want to like mm-hmm. be with you twenty four seven. I think you didn't do that, mm-hmm. and I think that's why um you had a really good friendship with yeah. me and Rose because it wasn't like you were focus on joe oh yeah yeah and i think Mm -hmm. like that's what i tried to do after me and andrew got married Mm -hmm. because we were just like yeah we're still our own individual person so like let's keep our Mm -hmm. friendship and that momentum yeah 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 and i think you guys did a good job of that too so like you know that's why i said like it didn't really change yeah right like like right even after marriage i think it didn't change at all for mm-hmm. both of us. And even after you got married too, it was mm-hmm. still the same. I think because like we said in our last episodes, like we realized like what kind of friend we wanted mm-hmm. and knowing that like 
were um, very supportive of each other yeah. that were like, oh, this is the friendship we're, we're going to keep. Mm-hmm. So I think that like not much has changed before and after marriage. If anything, it got better and it got deeper because me and Lynn got to understand each other in a different um I guess in a different growth of our yeah. life like mm-hmm. when I got married and then Lynn got married after and it's like oh now you're, you're like oh I understand what you're going through yeah. you know it's like mm-hmm. oh this is what marriage is like I'm like yeah so we would vent you know, yeah. about things mm-hmm. you know and so I yeah. feel like if anything it got better and it deepened our friendship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um the next question is um how do you know when a friendship is ending um and I think this is a tough question yeah um obviously Stephanie in my relationship has not ended so right uh, <laughs> but I feel like our last episode we can't yeah it? yeah of uh, our last episode we talked about mm-hmm. um friendship and yep. I think that like if you go back and listen to it you can kind of see like the signs of it ending yeah. and um it really really depends if that person hurted you it's mm-hmm. ending like it's ended mm-hmm. um if you feel like there's a distance then there's it's probably dissipating um and i think that if you learn how to be okay with the friendship ending it's a lot easier on mm-hmm. you um and not to say that like what me and lynn was saying is we didn't talk a lot after i had miles but we communicated where we're at. And that's mm-hmm. the key point is, are you communicating with your friend where you're at in mm-hmm. life? And if you're not, and you just feel like, oh, my friend just kind of stopped talking to me, mm-hmm. then maybe yeah. the friendship is dissipating um, and you can reconnect and say, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. And like, what's up? What's going on in your life? I just want to check in yeah. on you. And if they don't answer you, then maybe the friendship is ending. Yeah, but that's if, good. Yeah, but if they answer mm-hmm. you on a surface level, then maybe you can keep trying to mm-hmm. be intentional in that mm-hmm. friendship. Um, so I guess that's like a good way to kind of figure out if it's mm-hmm. ending or not is how they respond to you and how much they share with you and how vulnerable yeah. they are with you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I would I would echo what Stephanie said, you know, about like what I shared earlier when she was entering in a new season of her life of being a mom and, you know, how mm-hmm. to um, grow with Miles. And I I had like that, um, that thought in the back of my mind of, oh, we're not talking a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Not that we talked a lot, but, you know, and then um, I there's a part of me that was like, oh, is our friendship becoming less? Mm-hmm. Not ending, but becoming less. Right. Um, and I think that's like our selfishness trying to convince us that um, something's changed. Mm-hmm. But doing what Stephanie just said, you know, reaching out and asking like, hey, um, how are you? I just wanted to check in. And I actually did that. Mm-hmm. And um, Stephanie reached out back maybe not like right away, but, um, she did. And she shared with me everything that she was going through or how she's Mm -hmm. going, uh, how life has been for her. And I think that made me realize, you know, like, oh, like she's just busy, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's learning and there's nothing wrong about that. And, and I think that's when I realized that like, no, our friendship isn't changing. Mm -hmm. It just is different because she's in a different season in her life. So I think, um, when it comes to friendships and are they ending, like you, you also want to play that your role of like reaching out, like Mm -hmm. Stephanie said, and then determining what is their response, you know, is their response like, 
I'm not going to text back for six months. You right. know, then that's yeah. like super, mm-hmm. you know, a red flag. But yeah. if it's like, you know, they haven't responded um, and they just went through a major life change, you know, mm-hmm. um, get, cut cut your friends some slack. Yeah. Um, but also, um, also be able to um, read the signs of like, oh, maybe things are just like they're just ignoring me, you know? Right. So yeah. I think there's layers to it, but we talk, we talk about it in our last yes. episode. So, so if you're wondering, yes. go listen to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the next advice, I feel like Lynn would be the best person to answer this. And it says, best advice someone in the waiting season. Ooh, wow. You really think I'm the, the oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I'm saying that like, I feel like you'll be, great at answering this i think the waiting season is generalized so yeah. i mean i would have some say but i the reason i think you're the best to answer this because you and joe have been in a waiting season oh, yeah. for that a long sense. time yeah. and like how did you guys get through that or what mm-hmm. is someone if someone's going through a waiting season for yeah any different aspect? that's good yeah yeah um for sure i think waiting in general just sucks mm-hmm. and i think we're not used to that because we live in a culture of like instant gratification. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I get what I want right now, you know? And we blame um, Amazon Prime. Yes, <laughs> seriously. And so when we don't see what we want happen in front of us, mm-hmm. like we start to get nervous. We start to question everything. We start to like f- like question ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and who we are and and our worth and all of that stuff. But um I think um I've really learned that like waiting um, doesn't define who we are, you know, and waiting um, is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, um, I, you know, I was at a job and I really felt like I wanted to step out of it, but like I couldn't find jobs that like I wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find jobs that I felt like would really be my next step. Mm-hmm. And as a human being, I wanted it right now, right there and then. But I didn't get it, you know. But someone said to me, um, I don't remember who, but they said, you know, maybe the job that you are wanting has someone in the seat right now mm-hmm. who's also debating if they want to leave. And so um, they're in their own waiting Mm -hmm. and like you just have to wait for that timeline for uh, to happen, you know, and that just gave me a different perspective of like, you know, I don't want to rush in my life. I I want to wait for the right moment. Mm -hmm. And so if that means waiting for that one person to get out of their seat so that I can sit in their seat, that that's okay because that's what I want and that's what I'm envisioning for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's kind of what I think about when I'm waiting, you know, and um, obviously we're going to talk more about um, Joe and our infertility journey, but um, we waited two and a half years for our little baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're so excited to meet her. Um, but um, I think we want it to happen right away and it didn't. And as we're looking back now, we realize that like 
now is the most perfect time mm -hmm. that it could have ever happened because I work from home. Like yeah. I am pregnant in my house, you know, like I don't have to drive every day to an office. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have paid uh, maternity leave. Right. Yeah. And I didn't have that until like April when mm -hmm. I became pregnant, you right. know, isn't that crazy that mm -hmm. like everything aligned yeah that you were so because me and lynn had this conversation mm -hmm. a lot when you were when they were planning for a family so when mm -hmm. you were planning for a family you're like but i don't have this and yeah. i don't have that i have mm -hmm. to use short term and mm -hmm. how does this work and then now it's like everything you were so concerned about like yeah the lord answered yeah mm -hmm. god provided yeah you know and it was based on his timeline mm -hmm. and that timeline required me and joe to wait mm -hmm. and it was really hard you know yeah. to like be completely honest it was really really hard um because it felt like failure after failure mm -hmm. um um but then looking back now we've realized that it's there is no more perfect time than yeah. this mm -hmm. and like god just like god is just so good and he's mm -hmm. just so perfect um and so i think in any kind of waiting season just know that your timeline is your timeline mm -hmm. and, and it may seem perfect for you, but it's not perfect like God's timeline. Right. So what, what, are, what were some practical things you did to, yeah. to, cause there was a moment where you felt like, okay, I'm never going to get over, like, I'm never going to get over this hump of the waiting season. And then there was a time when me and Lynn talked and she's like, I have come to peace mm -hmm. in the waiting season. So like, what did you feel like you did to make you have peace in yeah. the waiting season? Yeah. Um, some tangible things I think you can do is communicate. Mm -hmm. um, I think being in the waiting is hard. So like talk to people, talk to your friends, share, express your heart and how you're going through things. You know, Joe and I talked a lot about our waiting and, mm -hmm. There are moments where we would cry to each other or we would um, share how upset we were with, you know, how long we've been waiting, you mm -hmm. know. And then I think to um, taking intentional steps so that you are in your most best state mm -hmm. if the waiting ends. Yeah. So for me, it was like with my fertility journey is like, is my body 100% mm -hmm. at the the best capacity level that it can be right. to like produce an egg to, you know, be ready to be pregnant, you know? And so that meant like setting up doctor's appointments and figuring out like, how is my body right. um, going? And so I think um, that is a very like individual thing. You know, I think when you're in the waiting, you should focus on what kind of things can you cultivate in yourself mm -hmm. so that when the time comes, when it does come, that you're ready, right. that you are prepared, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that is something that, um, I did. Um, and I think just like allowing yourself to feel and yeah. allowing yourself to, you know, hurt, mm -hmm. to be confused in the waiting, because I think yeah. that allows you to come out of it, you know, right. out of your pain. Um, you know, like there was a point in our journey where, you know, people would tell us that they're pregnant and it will like, it would break our hearts. Mm -hmm. Not, not that we weren't happy for them, but oh, yeah. it just broke our heart because it's like, where, where's our miracle, mm -hmm. you know? But, um, I've realized, and I got to a point in our journey where it was like, 
no matter what, like I, I am happy because mm-hmm. I know like I've done everything I, I can. So like, again, like cultivating inside myself, mm-hmm. you know, the best, um, of what I can be. Um, and, um, I think that really helped me realize that like, I, I'm happy, uh-huh. you know, yeah. I'm happy with myself. And like, also we got a dog <laughs> and yeah. like being a dog mom has just been a joy too. And I think, um, creating, um, a plan, you know, like, yeah. so like, honestly, if we, if Joe and I weren't pregnant this year, we would probably get another dog, mm-hmm. you know? And that was kind of like our ultimatum. Um, and it, it's not an excuse. It's not like, oh, we didn't think we we're ever going to get pregnant, but mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, uh, your life, your life goes on, mm-hmm. you know? So like, don't wait for the, the thing that you're waiting for, right? you know, but instead, um, continue to live your life in love and enjoy, mm-hmm. um, and cultivate, you know, that in, right. in you and in, um, in your surrounding mm-hmm. so that, you know, when the time comes, you know, you're ready. Yeah. Um, so yeah. No, that's good. I feel like also in the waiting season, if you're waiting for like your spouse, like, Oh, how am I going to find a lover? I think like, mm-hmm. like Lynn says, cultivate yourself, like mm-hmm. be yourself, be comfortable. Like we kind of said in the beginning of this episode is learning to be alone and be happy being alone yeah. and enjoy being alone because that time frame in your life, when people say like that time frame in your life will never come back, it's true. Yeah. Like it's the same as, will you ever be 20 again? No. Yeah. So like enjoy being 20. Mm-hmm. So I think like that's how I kind of imagine when people say like, just enjoy that season of your life. Um, and I think waiting for a spouse is hard. Um, I feel like if you've been waiting for a long, long time, yeah. and that's definitely like not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Not that I can speak for it. I feel like I was only in, I didn't even wait in the season that I met Andrew. I was in a place of like, I'm free. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm confident in myself. Mm-hmm. I love who I am. And whoever finds that attractive will come like when he Mm -hmm. finds when he sees that he will come and I think just trusting in that um and I think like if you're in a waiting season for a job um just trusting yourself Mm -hmm. that like the right job the right position will happen um I learned from my great aunt that if you get rejected from a job if it's all to say that um their culture doesn't fit you yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. Because if you don't fit the culture of that job um, and if you get that job, you may end up hating and yeah. leaving anyway. So mm-hmm. it's better for them to reject you than to accept you and make you feel miserable. And I had that a lot of um, in my waiting season for a job. Like I was saying, me and Lynn were always in the same path, but yeah. different fate, like same situation, different steps. So mm-hmm. when Lynn... Um, moved into a new position this past April, you know, it really motivated me to realize that, okay, if this can happen to Lynn, it can happen for me too. Mm -hmm. And that was, I was in a waiting season of like finding jobs, Mm -hmm. um, finding a new position. I think I was already searching in January Mm -hmm. and you were probably way before. I I think I was looking around the same time. Oh, the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like we were both like, Mm -hmm. again, same situation, different steps and Lynn, 
accepted a position in April and in that waiting season for me, like I felt like how you felt like I wasn't like envious or heartbroken. I was more like motivated and yeah. I felt like, okay, if it can happen for Lynn, oh my gosh, it could definitely happen for me. Mm-hmm. And I think like having that perspective is very, very hard. It's not easy to have that optimistic perspective in yeah. the waiting season of waiting forever. And now I just accepted a new position in july and that was like seven months of waiting and Mm -hmm. that might seem so little but seven months feel a long time when you feel like you're suffering in the in the position that you're in um Mm -hmm. so i'll just say we resonate a lot with this question we understand that waiting season is so hard yeah um but we hope that like these practical steps will help you in that yeah um yeah the next and last question is, what's the best gift you have received from each other and why? I think Stephanie's the best gift giver <laughs> ever. I try. <laughs> Literally, I think you're the best. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I love all my gifts from you. I think you, because um, you're loving, which is gift giving. Yeah. So I feel like you're like, because it's your love language, it means you're really good at it. And then I think too, um, the reason why I love the gifts I get from you is because you're very intentional. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, like this reminded me of Lynn or I think she would really love mm-hmm. this, you know. Um, and I love that. Um, I think the best gift I've ever received from you is every gift. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let me just hone it down, a little, you know, like pick something. Um, it was this one day I was having a really hard time at work mm-hmm. and then like we were just texting each other yeah and i just told you that i was having a hard time and then the very next day you show up at my workplace oh yeah with some coffee my favorite um, vegan pop tart yeah and the west andrew t-shirt yeah. that you wanted <laughs> yeah and i was just like the heck this girl's the best human being in the world like it literally was like i don't know like the way you've you love me and the way you value me and how you would just show up at my job like it was just like wow like this is the best gift like the best gift is your intentionality and it is you just like seeing that oh Lynn's having a hard time uh, like a hard day I want to bless her and that that has been the greatest gift so the greatest gift that you've given me is your friendship the cheesy mm-hmm. answer yeah. but like that's I would say that is the the one moment that I would highlight. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I also feel like because it's my love language, it's not so much that like, I think Andrew always thinks like, oh, because your your love language is gift, like that's how you perceive everything. And for me, it's like, actually it's opposite for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I only know how to love by mm-hmm. giving you something, like mm-hmm. giving you my time, mm-hmm. um, you know, being there or like, um, giving you something materialistic that reminds, like, kind of to ease your mind. Um, that's kind of how I feel like my love language is. Mm-hmm. And Andrew's always like, no, I think it's the opposite. But I'm like, <laughs> boy, all the things I want you said is too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah, right? And I turned Andrew, I was like, that's why Andrew's like, you and Lynn, like, hype each other too much about stuff. Because <laughs> I was talking about that Gucci shoe. Yes, yes. And Andrew's like, she's in on this too. I was like, yes. <laughs> but um, I'll just say, I feel like um, I can echo exactly what you said too. I think, like, 
the friendship we have, the intentionality, and um, I think we just cultivate like a very good tradition all mm-hmm. the time too. Where it's like we know that every Christmas, like. We oh, have yeah. Friendsmas, you know, like yeah. we have Friendsmas, we have Thanksgiving and then mm-hmm. our birthdays, we're intentional about birthdays. Mm-hmm. And um, I could say the same about that, too. I feel like your encouragement is like the best gift, because if I tell you something, I feel like you can't you'd come back with so much wisdom mm-hmm. and encouragement for me. Mm-hmm. And if like I'm honest, I feel like I don't get that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like. I'm usually doing that to people and not that like I do it out of my own wisdom and knowledge. I, mm-hmm. I, I pray about like, God, what is mm-hmm. it that you really, really want to say? Like, how should I encourage this person? Like, Holy Spirit, like, can you say something? And most yeah. of the time I'll write and I'm like, I had no idea how I wrote that, but yeah. I know that that's the Lord speaking to mm-hmm. them. Um, and I feel like even when I tell Andrew this, I'm like, he's like, I always tell Andrew, I'm sorry, you're not my best friend. And he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh like that is so mean like he's always like that's the meanest thing you could say but i'm not saying that in a bad way of like i told andrew like i think like i I said like the reason why like you're not my best friend and why i say lynn is my best friend is because if i go to lynn there's like wisdom and encouragement that like is not biased Mm -hmm. in the situation i said Mm -hmm. but when for you, you're my spouse. You're the person that I feel like I can vent to and mm-hmm. I can communicate my thoughts to. And I'm not asking a lot from you, mm-hmm. um, but like we can, we both can get really biased mm-hmm. about our opinion. Yeah. And I said, but if I bring it to Lynn, there's like this unbiased um, opinion and wisdom and knowledge mm-hmm. that is being poured to me that makes me feel like, okay, like I need to step back and not jump into a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that is the best gift um, I've received. Yeah. love you yeah <laughs> all right so i hope you guys enjoy yes. this episode with us um it's another long one but we hope you enjoyed <laughs> yes. um all the stuff and got to know us a little bit more in mm-hmm. our friendship and who we are um as we go into next week we're excited to talk yeah. to you guys um the rest of the topics for this podcast and we hope you yeah. guys have been enjoying it yeah thanks for joining us all right we'll see you guys okay bye, bye. Bye.